from Wondery, this is I Hate My Boss. Workplace drama, comedic relief. I'm Larry Seal. And I'm Liz Dolan. All right, folks, it's time for some after-hours questions. First up is a question from Anonymous, who's apprehensive about looking for a new job now that they're in their 40s. They write, I've been working in IT at the same company for over a decade now, and I have multiple degrees and certifications. I invested a lot into my career, and I've expressed a desire to advance, both with HR as well as with multiple bosses. However, I've been passed over on multiple higher-up openings. What is even more frustrating is the nepotism within my company. There are multiple family members that all occupy management roles. They don't own the company. For example, the president's son went straight from high school into management in the production area. I feel like I'm stuck in the mud here, but I'm 41 and timid about finding a new job. What advice do you have for someone my age who's looking for a new job, especially since I have invested a lot into my career? I absolutely empathize with them. It can be really difficult to shift pattern and shift road you're on once you're in the midst of something like a a career. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a notion called the sunk cost fallacy, which basically says once you've invested in something, it's almost a weight that compels you to go forward with it. And it actually takes a lot of intention to shift to something else. It's very, very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet it's one of the most important things to do when you realize this This thing is no longer serving me in the way it would. We know that change is hard and it's scary. It's very natural, but you're nuts if you let that stop you. And one of the truths that I find again and again is that people end up regretting what they didn't do because they were afraid. Mm -hmm. They almost never regret taking a step forward on something, even if it doesn't work out. So what I would say is, yes, it's scary, but getting out there, looking around and saying, hey, I'm looking for a change. I'm looking to do something new. People get that. I highly encourage you not to stay just because it feels hard to change. And it's it's not sunk cost if you take all of your training and just apply it to another Precisely. job. You don't have to change careers, but you probably have to get out of an organization where you feel like they have a tendency towards nepotism or where you've already been passed over several times. That's a great I'm point. I'm kind of with you, Larry. Once you've been passed over a couple of times, chances are they're not going to come back to you for something else. That's right. You know, they might just leave you where you are forever, but it doesn't sound like you're going to be that happy doing that. I am struck by the use of the word timid Mm, because lots of people say they're afraid to look for work or it's a lot of work to look for work. But timid is a very particular word. So I would ask, are you actually looking or are you just thinking about looking? I feel like there might be just a lot of ruminating going on here. And I know looking for a new job is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work. So I would agree with Larry, like to get started Activate your network. Think about what you want to be the same and what you want to be different. You're also looking for some inspiration. I'll tell you things I've done in the past. Sometimes I read stories about other people and how they've dramatically changed their life just to kind of get me unstuck. And this may not float your boat, but I read Catherine Graham's autobiography called Personal History because Mm -hmm. there was a tale of a woman who, like, 
in her 40s, her whole world came crashing down on her. And she had to, like, step up and take over the Washington Post. You know, I like those true-to-life stories like, wow, you can change the trajectory of your life. But then if you also like more just straight-up business books, we've recommended Marshall Goldsmith before. There's one called Mojo, How to Get It, How to Keep It, How to Get It Back if You Lose It. (laughs) Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you just need a little mojo so the timidity, which you write about, melts away. Get your mojo back, (laughs) baby. Get some mojo. Timid is not something you want to define your life. Yes. Let's make it courage. Let's make it strength. Let's make it on purpose. Good luck. Now we have a question from Interview Woes, who's a little shaken up after some rough job interviews. She writes, I've been interviewing for new jobs recently, and twice now I've sat down with an interviewer only for them to talk the whole time. They tell me about the company, what I would be expected to do, the future plans, a typical day at the company. But at no point do they stop and ask questions. I really don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. As I am both English and an introvert, there's a combo, (laughs) interrupting somebody or turning the conversation around to me are foreign concepts. And as neither of these interviews led to job offers, I really don't know what to make of this. Please help. I've actually been this person, the person who did all the talking when I should have been asking questions. And here's the scenario. You're interviewing a person. You're totally not prepared. All of a sudden, there they are in front of you. And you're super enthusiastic about your company. (laughs) And so you do spend all the time trying to convince them that this is the place you want to come work. Yeah, it's like the sales pitch, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, you may not be the hiring manager. In the case where I did it, I was more like on an interview panel. Oh, I'm sure. So, you know, it wasn't- And you're probably walking down the hallway in between me. They're like, Liz, could you come talk to this person just for 20 minutes? Exactly. So I'm sorry this happened to you, but I kind of understand how it might have. However, that doesn't mean it's not your responsibility to kind of step in. (laughs) I know you're both the English and an introvert, but there has to be a moment in the conversation where you step in and you ask a question. Don't wait for a question, especially if you're an introvert. You need to go into any job interview with some set questions in your mind that you know you want to find an opportunity to ask. And the other person has to take a breath at some point. You know, they can't really do a full-on monologue. It may feel like that to you (laughs) because you're in a job interview, and I know that's intimidating, but you have to Find a place to insert yourself in the conversation. Don't wait for a question to be asked. You need to find a place for you to ask what you want to know. I'm in agreement there. I think, A, there are tons of bad interviewers out there. Oh, my God. There's training on how to shut up and actually <laughs> ask good questions. Oh, really? Yeah. There is? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's never, all... ta- never gotten trained in any way. Let me summarize Damn. it for you. Shut up and ask questions and then listen to them. But it's true. Some people are in sales mode. They're trying to convince. And there are times for that. That's what happens to me. There's time for that. There's also people are proud and they're trying to give information. But it's the wrong forum to do that. You want to find out about them, not try and pitch them yet. When you are walking in there, you have a story to tell. You've got your pitch. You've got your elevator message. And if you don't convey it, then, then it's a failure. Mm-hmm. So you need to be ready. And, and Liz, as you said, they have to breathe. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can literally, with your body language, lean forward on the table, body lean language, towards like them. It, yes. It'll actually cause them to, lean to pause back. more mm-hmm. and to slow down and jump in and say, you know what? You can even jump in with, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> Do not mock the English I person. I am not mocking. I am giving you my best English accent. And then you, you insert here's why I'm interested. Here's why I think I might be a good fit. And then you can make it a back and forth by having some good questions Mm -hmm. to ask, as opposed to them going on a monologue, ask them specific questions that are going to let you then talk about your expertise. It sounds like a lot because you've got to be prepared. It's one of those skills in the world you've really got to adopt. Mm -hmm. My favorite questions were basically along the lines of, how can I help you? You know, like really trying to figure out what was the need here and then have their pitch about how they might be able to serve that need. But Mm -hmm. if they didn't do the first part of it, ask me about what are the particular challenges? What are you looking for? I never liked an interviewee who always came in with like a canned pitch about here's how I can help you. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I haven't even told you yet what we need. Right. Like, I, you haven't heard word one from me, so nope. You have to ask the kinds of questions that are going to elicit answers that then you listen to and adopt that, that information for your next set of questions or statements about who you are and how you can help. What are the two biggest challenges you guys are going to be trying to solve over the next year? Because what I'd like to do is I'd like to be able to give you a sense of what I've done and let you decide if there's a good match there. Yes. Larry, you just got the job. Cheerio, old chap. Good luck. (laughs) Okay, now you're fired. (laughs) If you need some advice about a rough situation at work, well, that's what we're here for. And you can reach us in so many ways. We're on Twitter or Facebook at I Hate My Boss Show. And our phone number is 424-224-5711. You can also email us at IHateMyBoss at Wondery.com. If you're listening on a smartphone, just tap the cover art to see the episode notes and you'll find a link to call us right there. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And don't miss our next episode on Monday. Remember, workplaces can feel crazy. But you don't have to.